0: Oh, wait a minute. Hello, and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. How you doing, Schwan? Uh,
1: not too bad at all. How about yourself, sir?
0: Uh, well, like uh, just an update. I am now, uh, as of last Friday, I'm in a hospital called Providence where they're doing rehabbing my shoulder, etc. So I'm not sure how long I'm going to be here, but uh, uh, it's going okay so far. We'll see how things go. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's no picnic, I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, how long hospital stays are never never really, really fun at all. Necessary, but not fun.
0: Yeah. Now, Schwan, let's get started with last week. There was one women's fight on the show. And that was uh, Cheyenne of Lisbus beat Mallory Martin by unanimous decision. And I guess uh, Cheyenne uh, ditching her husband and moving to Las Vegas to train with uh, Eric Nixick at uh, Extreme Couture turned out to be a good idea. What do you think? Um, Yeah, she she seemed... uh...
1: I, w- I always saw the potential, like the athleticism, the tools. When I saw her in previous fights, it seemed like she wasn't play- playing to her strength. She was fighting a very straightforward style that kind of left her exposed. In this fight, you saw better footwork, better combinations, more movement, uh, different positioning that allowed her to kind of navigate some of the holes um, you saw against Montserrat when she fought her the first time.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, 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 Mallory wasn't very good, apparently. I, I guess she's not a UFC-caliber fighter for sure. Well,
1: Mallory's not great. She's she's a decent enough athlete. She's physical. She's aggressive. She's got good wrestling. The issue I have with her is I don't really think they've developed an identity with her. It's too easy to get her fighting against her best um, her best options. She engages in striking battles when she's not really a striker. She doesn't really wrestling or chain wrestling takedowns. And even in the instance of the balance, like uh, I always comment, Damian Maya, he's not a great striker, but he always had good foot navigate strikes so he could get into takedowns. Mallory Martin has none of that. And this fight exploited that. She kept running into jabs and check hooks and overhand rights and never made any sort of defensive adjustment so she could kind of angle in or change levels to get underneath those strikes for a reactive takedown. She just kept coming straight in, throwing combinations and then trying to get clinches against a girl who's a muay thai fighter who's long rangy and athletic and you're trying to get clinch tie-ups mm, not not really great not really great uh fight iq and not really great uh direction by her camp in my opinion
0: well they won a fight of the night bonus Sean. what do you think about that
1: it was a good fight i mean it was it wasn't like high level but it's what you want to see it was prolonged exchanges Back and forth. Um, It was one sided ultimately. Uh, Cheyenne was winning quite clearly, but it was a competitive one sided fight in that Mallory Martin got some shots in. Mallory Martin continued to press her, but because Mallory Martin doesn't have the footwork to cut her or the striking acumen to go to the body or kick to the leg when Cheyenne would pivot out, it it was just her pressing and it made the fight very exciting because. Pressing, And every time she pressed, Cheyenne was looking for every opportunity to counter and counter hard with not just one shot, but two, three, four shots. So it is it, it worthy of a fight of the night. But it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a good performance. And it seems like Mallory Martin's either plateaued or she's regressing. Cheyenne, on the other hand, if she continues fighting like this, might have a future in the division because she's got enough tools as far as her striking and her athleticism to navigate the lesser talented fighters and probably get herself in let's say seven to five-ish range, if everything goes right. You think
0: Nick Sick is a, has a lot to do with that?
1: Um, I, I'd i have to think so because she looks so dramatically different. And I don't know if it's just her being with a better trainer or if it's just the fact that maybe she was in a situation it wasn't emotionally conducive to her. Because sometimes when you're just happier and you feel safer or you feel like, and I don't mean safer like danger, I mean safer as far as the confidence and the energy you better you might not even be getting technical adjustments or maybe the technical adjustments because somebody believes in you and is providing that sort of comfort you buy into them where somebody else could have told you the exact same thing but you don't have faith in this person or you don't feel secure with this person so as a result you won't ever commit to what they're doing telling you to do even if it's the right thing to do but i I generally think he's one of the better coaches He, he pays a lot of attention to detail and he's worked with enough guys and kind of turned them around to prove that he's coaches in the MMA sphere
0: okay let's move on to UFC 269 which is tomorrow night and um, of course we got the big title fight uh, Amanda Nunez defending the uh, bantamweight title against Juliana Pena. so the original plan here Schwann was Juliana was supposed to fight Holly Holm and yes. Holly got injured and they decided to give Juliana the title fight so I mean she got it with her mouth huh Yeah, I mean,
1: to be quite honest, a lot lot of people bantamweight don't really call out Amanda Nunes. In fact, nobody really calls her out, if we're really being honest. A lot of people just say they want to get a title fight, but very few people are actually calling her out. So Juliana Pena pretty much pulled a Lauren Murphy and kept talking and talking until somebody's like, you know what, let's just just give her the shot and see what happens. And I can't argue with her for it. Anybody else could have made could have made demands, and they could have said Amanda's name. Yeah. Bannerman could have Bannerwin said anybody could have got that shot, but nobody really wanted to demand it. So give it to the purse, give it to the sweetie wheel.
0: So historically speaking, this fight is likely to go one of two ways: either Amanda smokes her early in the fight, or if it goes into the later rounds, Juliana has a chance. What a slim chance! I actually do not see her winning that way, and, and I think it's more likely that she gets smoked in the first round. Sean, uh,
1: I think I think that's generally the, the argument because Amanda Nunes at bantamweight. I've said this for you. I keep saying this. Everybody keeps telling me how great a cardio is. She's fixed a cardio. She just. I don't blows. think she has. I, I
0: I should say I don't think she has fixed that problem either. But the way she avoids it is to finish it quickly. Exactly. She
1: basically dominates people and blows them out with her physicality or athleticism. But the fact of the matter is at that weight class, she hasn't fought in 35 in quite a while if I recall correctly for one. Yeah, it's been, and, about, a, it's been about a year. And two, everybody in that weight class knows her cardio is suspect. It's just a manager manner of getting through the first round or so so that where you can push her. Holly Holm tried to do it because every time she took Holly Holm down to control her because she knew Holly Holm was mobile. There was a lot of volume. I need to slow her down. I need to Will need to break her down she kept taking her down Holly Holm got right back up Holly was trying to force that pace in the transition she caught Holly knocked her out but against Jermaine Durandamy she got Jermaine in trouble early she went for the kill she had nothing left and Jermaine beat her within an inch of her life in the second round and the same thing happened against Valentina Shevchenko so you know hurt against Amanda Nunes the question is can you navigate those spots well enough that when she tries to finish she burns herself out and in that second round it's a 50-50 fight um, I think Pena can do it. Pena's dangerous because she's going to attack you at all ranges. The problem is Pena's not really great at all ranges. She's not a great wrestler. She's not a great striker. She's not a great de- She's not a great defensive striker. She's not a great defensive grappler. She's not a great, great offensive grappler. So she'll push you in every area. There's no rest zone, but you can outclass her in multiple spots, Amanda and probably the better grappler. But if Amanda cannot get that finish and his Amanda is in exchanges, heavy exchanges and extended exchanges on the ground, this fight goes past a round and a half or goes past half a round at a high pace. And in the second round, it's going to be 50 50. And I have no faith in Amanda Nunes when she got Her defense is gone. Her offense is gone. Her wrestling is gone. Her grappling is gone. It's just a matter of her being tough enough to hang on to survive certain spots. I believe yeah, I she just, gas, Pena will finish her.
0: Yeah, I just don't think it'll get that far. I, I think
1: I tend to think it will. I've talked to people at ATT, I've talked to people who know me. Think that Pena well, they agree with me that Pena picked this fight for a reason. She hasn't fought at this weight class in a while. She's it's she's gonna be tired, she won't be her best, and I feel there's things she can exploit it. But once once again, like you said, Amanda's a great finisher, and unfortunately for Man, for Juliana Pena, she's not really great in any other range, so she's gonna serve herself up to be finished. I just don't think she gets finished early. But it is the likely probability. It's like yeah. 85%. Pass. I think it's a pretty good shot at the
0: Okay, if if it gets
1: past, one question, if it gets past round one, like and it's a high paced fight, do you do you all of a sudden lose faith in Nunes? Or are you like, oh, this isn't good at all? You think Nunes
0: or Shevchenko Nunes? No, where you she know, I, I tell you, I tell you why. I tell you why it's not that big a deal as you think it is. And that's because Juliana has one major, major flaw. She makes stupid, stupid mistakes. Listen. Valentina Shevchenko, the loss to Valentina, that was just stupid. There was no excuse for it, all right? And so if she's prone to that sort of thing, what the hell makes you think she wouldn't do that here? True enough.
1: True enough. I mean, it's a, it's a good argument. I i just feel like she can be great for one night. I don't know if she can be great two nights, three nights. Eh, be great for one.
0: I don't think she should have got a title shot. How about that?
1: No, I would also agree with that. But like I said, she, she called. Nobody else wanted it. She called for it, and she got it.
0: So we got two other fights, uh, women's fights on the show. Uh, what's the second? Which one? I forgot.
1: Give me one second. Let me pull it right back up. Head up just a minute ago. Here we go. Second women's fight is going to be Matt Robrick versus Aaron Blanchfield.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. This started as uh, Macy Barber versus Montana De La Rosa. Montana pulled out. Aaron Blanchford stepped in, and then Macy pulled out, and now we've got Miranda Maverick. And Aaron Blanchfield is an elite fighter. She wins this fight fairly easily. Miranda is a decent fighter, but not as good as, as Aaron. And I think it'll be a competitive fight, but I think uh, Aaron could finish her.
1: Yeah, I think Barber would have been the easier matchup for, because Barber one dimensional, and I, I think Aaron might even be better on the feet than Barber as well, as well as being a better wrestler and grappler. Uh, Maverick is tough just because Maverick is very physical. Maverick fights at a very high pace, and Aaron hasn't really faced an opponent who can get out of bad spots or is going to try to impose their will on her. She's pretty faced people who are either grit not as athletic or who are kind of scared of engaging with her on at a certain to a certain degree. So she's always been the front runner and she's always been able to have it her way. She, I'm, I'm with you. She can beat Maverick. She can probably finish her, but she's not going to have it her way the entirety of the fight. And with prospects well, like that, I want to see, see what happens when they get punched in the face back, when they really get punched or they get a takedown and someone gets up or they get taken. out. Blanchfield has an fight. She's pretty much bulldogged everybody.
0: Well, I think they both have very good coaching as well. Uh, uh, um, Aaron trains up in New York there with, uh, was it Gracie Bearer or somebody like that? And so. uh, and uh, um, Miranda's coach is a former UFC fighter, Meccan Summers here down at, uh, in Norfolk, Virginia. So uh, I think they both have really good coaching. I just think that Aaron is at a higher level.
1: I think so too. But like I said, I, I've got to see what happens when, Someone cracks her in her face and, and she takes a shot she's not expecting. Or she has to work harder than she expects. It, I mean, basically, she hasn't been in fight; She's been in one side of the... beating the hell out of girls. I want to see what happens when she's in a fight.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Now, the other fight we've got, it opens the show, It is Priscilla Cachoeira versus... Um, uh, Robertson. Gillian Robertson? Gillian Robertson? Gillian Robertson. That's at uh, Flyweight. And... Um, You know, Jillian should win this fight, but stranger things have happened with her where she makes stupid mistakes and she ends up getting submitted or something like that. I just don't think that'll happen here. Priscilla is not nowhere near as good a fighter as her. She's a a PRVT. She tries to fight the same style as uh, Jessica Andraj, but she's not as good at it, (laughs) okay? Uh, And and that's about size. I I just think uh, uh, um, Jillian's a better fighter
1: than her. Well, Jillian's been a lot better fighter than a lot of people she's faced. She just, she just folds when it gets a little tough. Her Really well, she's a decent striker, but she can't, she doesn't strike very coherently in a structured manner, and she can't mix her grappling with her striking. It's like she doesn't, she still doesn't know how to do either one of those well enough to blend them. So there's these big holes where she can be taken advantage of. Now, Cachoeira doesn't have the skill set to really uh, take advantage of her. But she is. She does have physicality. She does have aggression. If nothing else, we'll know she's going to throw. And if she hits Gill- Jillian Robinson a couple times, I hate to say it, but Robinson kind of fold up when pressured or when when kind of bullied a little bit. She seems to mentally shut down. And if that happens, she should still find a way to win. But I feel like this fight's a 50-50 fight because you just don't know what to expect from her. Sometimes she looks amazing. Sometimes she looks subpar. And she has the talent to be a top five fighter. But she does not have the mentality. And she doesn't have the balance of skills. To consistently perform, she's co- constantly gotten beat by girls who she has equal talent to and better skills than she's she loses all the time. So, I'm not saying she loses this, but I wouldn't be surprised if she does.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it's, it's a low level fight. So, I just have to see, Jillian is really underperforming. So.
1: Me- Remember, she was supposed to be like a future of the division, like they were considering her to be a star, a future star by this time. And she well, they've her fights and she hasn't been able to pull it off. She has the
0: ground skills, but she can't seem to put it all together.
1: Nope. I mean, every they've had a couple showcase fights for her, and every, every, everybody keeps saying, but we've been saying that for the last two or three years now. Maybe she just never puts it together.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, that's it. So that's on tomorrow night. Uh, it's a pay-per-view, and yes, I will be buying it. I have my TV package on my tablet. So nice. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be watching it on that. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, or is that about it? Mm, I think that's about it. Okay. I do want to mention that uh, uh, Ryzen announced yesterday that Ayaka Hamazaki will defend the Ryzen Super Atomweight Championship against uh, CJ Aizawa, I think is her name. She's the current Deep Jules Atomweight champ. Um she won a big fight in deep not that long ago but she's never been in rising before so it's a lot of pressure on her I don't know if she can handle it yeah those the, the big
1: show can makes you fight from what I've t- heard people if you fight it at a 10 it can knock you all the way down to a 7 because you're just not ready for the pressure and the attention that comes in a big show against, against a big opponent who you've watched probably the majority of your life
0: Yeah, there is a Deep Jewel show uh, on this weekend, by the way, which I will be following on Twitter. Uh, But uh, I'm not sure I can uh, connect with uh, Charlie to uh, review the show. I'll give it a shot. Maybe we can, maybe we can't. Uh, But we had trouble connecting today. So he's all the way in Japan, so I'm not sure it'll be any easier.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely.
0: Anyways, that's about it, folks. Uh, Again... uh, if you have any questions or comments for uh, this podcast, you can leave an voicemail. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, I uh, enjoy the fights, and I will be watching here from uh, the hospital. Uh, enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody.